raise a glass, wiggle your nose, offer up a charming toast. I'm Birdie. And I'm Kelly. And, and we're, we're your witches. witches. Hi, folks. Nice Welcome. to see you again. We are a smidge late because of said holiday and Birdie's extravaganza to Mexico. <laughs> I have extravaganzas like once a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, I feel like you were just telling me like, okay, everything that I've planned is all done. Now I can relax and like focus on the baby and chill out. And like, next thing I know you're in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I had a Mexico trip planned. <laughs> Where I just amazing. Have to, I just have to tell you, it's not exactly my normal trip to Mexico where I get dropped off at a resort and then I drink mar- margaritas and tequila. Right. And then an airplane comes and picks me up. No, it was not like that. Not quite. <laughs> because first of all, I'm pregnant, so I couldn't have the margaritas. And I pouted the whole week and I just drank Topo Chico's. <laughs> Topo Chico with lime. Oh yeah, Topo Chico alive. exactly like a margarita. Not totally pouted, and all my family was drinking the fanciest tequilas all around and Ugh. fanciest margaritas, and they looked so beautiful. So sad. Also, um, my family is looking at to buy some land. Oh, and so my my family, my parents wants to go look at this land in Mexico, and we literally were tromping through the Aztec jungle, which is something I don't usually do as well. <laughs> I don't think I'd recommend that as being a pregnant person. Like Don got a tick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that where you get Lyme disease from? Yeah. Oh Jesus! I know it's horrible. It's horrible. It was beautiful, but it was like we were in the jungle jungle. No, thank you. And we were like four-wheeling and like high-centering our rental car. No. And yeah, I was like, if we get lost here and we can't find a way back, we don't even have cell service, let alone a weapon. Oh, God. That's really scary. You're like like, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And like, what if it gets, what if it gets dark? (laughs) Exactly. You do not want to be in the jungle in Mexico when it's dark. My stepdad like hiked off and then came back with blood dripping down his arms. Blood. Uh He had puddles. I'm not even exaggerating because he scratched his arm on all these thorns. Does he have a disease as well now? No, I mean, I hope not. Oh my God. He did get scratched by thorns in the jungle. I feel like everybody needs to take an antibiotic, probably. <laughs> probably. Am I allowed to do that pregnant? No, I don't think so. Oh my God. I probably have a tick on me and I don't even know it. Yeah, did you like search your whole body? I did. I searched all my, all my, I searched through my hair and everything. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, oh speaking of hair I love a hair story oh my god yes me too you guys okay so I got us all this pretty solid deal from our sponsor hair stories yes 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 yes. so it's very exciting um you'll get 20% off and free shipping with your order and you can get that through our instagram 
Um, so get excited about that. But um, outside of that, it's like shampoo and conditioner in one thing, which is not ever usually my favorite at all. Like I do, I've never <laughs> been a fan of a two in one. I'm like, I don't understand. How is this possible? How can it clean and condition? It doesn't ever make any sense to me. And I feel like they always target that stuff towards men. And I'm like, oh, head and shoulders, like more lazy. No, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Okay. So I'm really glad that you like it and that you tried it. I didn't want to like include our listeners on anything until like I tried it and you tried it. And now I'm really glad that you like it because I was really skeptical. And now that it like works and it's nice, I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, it's awesome. So like, I've seen this product around and I wanted to try it, but I was never brave enough until you were like, Hey, we have a special deal through the (gasps) podcast. You should probably go check it out. So I got some and I was, I was like, okay, cause my hair, I swear I have like, I'm like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings with like, I'm like balding. I have like three pieces of hair hanging down. (laughs) And so my hair is like super fine on top, but I have extensions, which are usually thick hair. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know how this is going to work with extensions because my hair is so fine on top usually everything weighs it down and makes it oily and greasy. Yeah. And then the extensions will probably do fine with it. I was like, I have two-tone hair. I'm not sure how this is going to go. But, and I was like, how am I going to get it all the way into my hair too? like, just rub it in there. Turns out it's so easy to use. Like, oh my gosh, it literally just goes in and it, it feel, it smells so nice. It smells like a spa. Yeah, you smell like a spa and it's just like so easy to use. And then it literally made my hair feel so nice. The thin hair and the thick hair. Yeah. It was awesome. And it's and it brushed through so easy afterward. Like I noticed the same thing. Yeah, I just brushed straight through my hair. Yeah. It was amazing. It didn't leave any knots. It smelled good. It was easy to use. It made my my thin hair feel light and airy and it made my thick hair feel nice and moisturized it was awesome good yay I was like genuinely happy with it I'm excited I feel the same way and I hope you guys do too I mean this isn't like a full you know ad per se (laughs) in an official way but we did want to talk about it because I actually paid for mine so yeah yeah. I paid for mine too (laughs) (laughs) this is not uh we're not like unboxing like those little five-year-olds on youtube with like a bunch of free shit but i mean i would love to be them if i could be i would love to be them too uh but no we did pay for it (laughs) but like it's good for your hair right that's the best thing about it so anybody who's like an ingredient freak like i am um it's really 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 low on like the toxicity level of products so there's there's like a website that you can look at for a living. It doesn't have every product, but it has a lot of products for beauty. Um, and it's really, really low on the toxicity level. So I was thinking like for you specifically pregnancy wise, like all of those things come into play 
And I already like am weird about products like that on my side. Yeah. So for me, I just really liked that it was like non-toxic. It's like a bunch of, it's like aloe and essential oils and, you know, other conditioning agents that like, there's nothing weird in it. And it's really simple stuff. And somehow it cleans your hair and conditions at the same time. And, and it does a good job. Get it, but it's magic and I'm into it. <laughs> hair story, everybody. It's called hair story. Kelly, how do they get their deal? Yeah. So hair story, um, there's new, wa- it's called new wash really. And there's like a couple of different options. So new wash deep is for like oily new wash. Original is just for like normal hair and new wash rich is people for people with like dry hair. Um, but you can go to our Instagram and we have it in the link tree. It's at the top. And like I said, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. So, um, we can, uh, try and link it in the podcast notes itself as well so that people have it when they're like clicking on our podcast to listen but everything else is on instagram yeah gotta love it that was so fun i feel like i just now i just really want to wash my hair i have to wash my hair i'll let you know that right now i probably still have mexico in it <laughs> bless you Oh, I probably still have Mexico in my hair. I have to wash it out. I have to wash my hair too. I, but that's a nice vacation. Yeah, is it's like you can go multiple days still, and you don't feel like you have to wash your hair every day. But you also could, and like it would literally never affect you. So yeah, you actually, I actually can go a couple days, and my hair tends to get on the oily side, but it doesn't really do that with this. I know. I totally agree. It's, it's awesome. Weird. It's awesome. Huh. Well, new favorite Anyways. product, everybody. Yeah. What have you been up to, Kelly? Well, so Thanksgiving just passed and we had like a combination of blending families and doing fun, like shopping stuff. I I tried to get all of my Christmas shopping done on Black Friday. I tried to do that like every year so that I could get the deals. And proud of you. I bought two TVs. I really need a TV too. Costco. Yeah, I know. I was looking at the deals, but it was like buy other people their presents or no, don't get anybody presents. <laughs> there you go. So um, oh, it usually goes. We went to a football game, which was really fun. Um, it's like the only like second time I've ever been to like a live football game, and like people are wild. I mean, it's really good time. Good. Oh, I saw that. I saw that you went to the football game. Yeah. Wait, did I see? I feel like you posted it on Instagram. I did. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not making things up. I really saw that. Good. Oh, my dog is giving me anxiety right now. Your dog? Yeah, because she's in the room and she's crying at the door. And I I feel like she has to go potty, but this is not the time right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hold it. I'm telling her no, and she's, like, sniffing the door. I'm like, great. Why do you tell me this now that we're recording? Ugh. I have Marley going here, too. She's an adult dog. I think she can hold it. (laughs) I think. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I took her not that long ago. She should be fine. I think she's just crying. She's just being a baby. 
She just wants to go out into my living room and she's not allowed out there because the construction workers are out there. I know. So what's been going on with you? You have construction in your house? You're pregnant? Yeah, redoing my kitchen floor. (laughs) Yeah, got lots going on. So I have this flashback I wanted to bring up tonight because I thought it was so interesting. So I was in Mexico and um, the only like a good way to talk to everybody in Mexico is that WhatsApp, you know, WhatsApp? Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking through WhatsApp and I see these old messages from Fatima. Do you remember last year or was it the year before even where I got my reading done by that gal named Fatima? I think it was last year because I think it was because we started the podcast last. No, yeah, we did. Wait. Yeah. Last July. Yeah. July 8th. So it's yeah, been yeah, a year yeah, and a yeah. half. Oh my God. We're a year and a half old. We're one and a half years old baby podcast. Okay. So that's cool. Okay. So yeah. So it's been a year and a half. So, cause I was going to say, I remember you doing it and then we were like just getting going on like podcast things. Hold on. Kelly, did you cut your hair off? No. Oh my God. No. Do you have shoulder length hair? No. Oh my God. Everybody. Kelly looks like she has shoulder length hair in the Zoom. I just, I don't, I'm not a mom yet. I don't, I can't do mom hair. (laughs) Sorry to scare you. I just, I just like really looked like. Tell me it doesn't look like you have shoulder length hair right now. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, so I'm on WhatsApp and it's the way I'm talking to, you know, like my family and I see Fatima's messages and I start listening to them and I'm remembering that time I got my reading done by her. And I know I shared it on the podcast. I, I shared, it's like episode five or something. It's in there. Yeah somewhere in there. Anyway, I remember that she tells me I'm going to have a baby within a year and a half. Boom. She's right about that. And then she's like, I don't know why, but I feel like it's a boy. (gasps) And she was right about that. Oh my God. I love being reminded of all of these things that she was right about. Uh, She's been right about everything. Like there's only one thing in particular that she hasn't said yet, but she's been right about everything else. Well, is is the one thing the podcast like not fully taking off yet? No, not yet. The one thing, well, the one thing was about it was like a financial thing. Okay. So um I'm just waiting for that one to happen. But she I just can't believe how accurate she was about everything else. Yeah, I mean, I have definitely had a couple of things. I don't think that my accuracy was quite right because I was in a weird place in my life. I wonder if you should do it again just to see. Yeah, I mean, I, especially with the experience that you had, I would be much more interested now that I'm more settled. I don't know, with what I'm doing, where I am, all of that kind of stuff that like, there's less straws for her to grasp at and it'll be potentially more specific, you know? Yeah. You think that like, if you're not settled, that has a lot to do with the accuracy. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, and also like my relationship at that time was like, not like I thought it was going to be something that it wasn't. And it was just really like romantically, like she, she talked a lot about that. 
Yeah. And, um, I think that like few like present and future wise, like the hairs were getting crossed. If that means, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, like, that she does make sense. Picking up on things that were going to happen in the future, but potentially with like the, the person I'm with now, as opposed to the person I was with. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind yeah. Of, like, the timing and like everything like that life-wise I just don't think like added up to make the most sense but I'd be curious now that I'm more settled to see like what she picked up on like I can't believe she said it was a boy I know and she said within a year and a half oh my god I know I'm like tripping out about it I forgot she said all that until I like heard those old messages again last week yeah oh my god yeah, that's what, like how, I just want to know, I want, I wish I could understand the spiritual realm and like how they know this kind of stuff, but some stuff you can't explain with science. Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah, But I bet you, if we knew enough about science, we could, it's just that our, our finite brains don't comprehend it. Yeah. I feel like in a sense that it's like, we're we're too closed off to the way that we've like determined that things are. And these are like the values of X, Y, Z. And these are the formulas of how you get to here. And this is this, yes. you know, it's, it's very, you know, straightforward where I think the spiritual realm is not a straightforward entity by any means. Yes, I agree. And neither was like a lot of the beginning concepts of science, right? That's how we like came to like test and learn all of these things. But there's there's probably not a lot of money going into like here, go figure yeah. out the spiritual realm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Do a test and study on that. No one cares. I mean, we all know it exists because obviously we're here for a reason. And all of right. our listeners and people who have provided us stories. Yeah. You know it's real. Yeah, but like, does that still make us crazy? I don't know, probably. I don't fucking but care. Like, how can so many people have so many consistent stories? from all points of time, from all over the globe. Right. It ha- it, it's real. It has to be real. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's probably kind of silly because if we tapped in more and we were all more spiritual beings overall, we would probably have a lot more internal answers. It yeah. would, it, like none of this would seem so silly, but like in like a modern industrial industrialized society uh, specifically in America I just think that we're like so not tapped in and we're just like very task-based oriented people oh my gosh speaking of I almost forgot what okay so I was listening to um my one of my favorite podcasts called um two girls one ghost I have to find this. I took notes just to tell you guys, like our listeners, there's this one episode. Oh my God. I have to find my notes. Oh, I have to, I might have to be digging for my notes while you get, while you tell your stories. I have to find this. So I'm listening to my podcast and one of them, ah, I found it. I found it. One of them, um, a, a listener of theirs wrote in and she's saying that her mom's an alien basically. And the story was incredible. It was an incredible story. Um, but the thing she was like, here are some things my crazy mom has said to me, basically. She's like, life tips and points that my mom says to me. She's like, 
that I've learned from my mom throughout my life. Okay. So okay. I wrote them down because, and this lady's like a pretty incredible lady. You'd have, it sounds crazy the way I'm saying it. So nonchalantly, Oh, her mom's an alien. No, <laughs> like when you actually hear the the episode, yeah, it draws you. Yeah. yeah. I just was like, this story's crazy. This girl's got a, like an insane mother. And she's like, here's some of the things that my mom has said to me in the past. Number one, government is archaic and they know about aliens. Yeah, we know. Two, humans, humans limit their abilities out of fear of being different. Yes. Thank you, societal pressure. <laughs> Time happens all at once and is an endless loop. Yeah. That's what made me think of that one is what made me think of remember this. Number four. There are thousands of dimensions overlapping, happening all at once. Love it. Five, humans don't understand what sleep is for. They waste too much time. Wait, they don't understand what sleep is for. They waste waste too much time. time. Meaning like we should value sleep more? Yeah. Yeah. Or I think like we, we sleep to rest, but I think it's a lot more minimal than that. And we waste a lot of time sleeping. Really? That's how I took it. Oh, see, I, I took that as like, we don't realize how important sleep is because even last night I was going to say like, like, I feel like I cross dimensionally and like my dreams and really? I still don't understand like why we dream, like what's the whole deal? Like, I swear to you that sleep is part of a very like spiritually connected process that we don't understand. Oh, sleep is spiritual for sure. Yeah. Margo, no. Sorry, guys. My dog is... Margo, no. Lay down. Okay, number seven. Money has a cheat code. Oh. <laughs> or oh, sorry. That was number six. Number seven. Life is numbers. Number eight. Souls exist. And number nine, your will shapes the matter around you. Totally, totally, totally. I, I mean, I would like a better explanation of some of those things, but I right. wholeheartedly agree with the I things mean, this, I do understand. Yeah, this is literally just a girl writing into the podcast, but like, I, I just think like, if you're an alien and you've lived on earth and this is like your like your opinion about humans it was pretty cool like money has a cheat code fuck yeah I mean I'd like to know what it is (laughs) your will shapes matter around you the one that's like there are thousands of dimensions overlapping happening all at once this is what makes me think that ghosts it it, that could um explain ghosts is the different timelines yeah and happening at once and it kind of reminds me of that movie um with Matthew McConaughey and he's uh and then he's like stuck in the book bookcase at the end and he sees and and like he's an astronaut what is it it's interdimensional interdimension interdimension or oh I never saw interstellar interstellar oh my god you have to see I've never it. Seen it but yeah I I mean I've heard it's really good but I haven't It'll seen it blow it's your long, freaking mind right? it blow your mind it's gonna blow your mind I feel like it's more it's like that. you're not super into superheroes but like I feel like it's more like Doctor Strange Ooh, they oh like how we stepped through that gold 
circle into That's different like all of that places. Like, that is like not fictional. It is like a true fucking story in my opinion like wow the guy the, the whatever the circumstances okay that's a story but the the abilities I swear to you like that's that shit doesn't come from nowhere that's where the monks get it from that's where somebody got it from well did you see that they found that mummy that was like 200 years old and he's in like amazing condition and they're and they're suggesting that he's still alive. He's just in a deep form of meditation. Shut the fuck up. No. Like the deepest form of meditation. I saw it on Instagram. If I, I don't know where to find it. I'll try and find it again and send it to you. <gasps> what? Yeah. Because he looks so in such good, like, he's in such good shape. And the other monks are like, yeah, this dude's still alive. He's just in the deepest form of meditation. And he was like frozen, but it helped like freeze him. Are they trying to wake him? Like, I have so many questions. It's like in Superman where they're just like blow drying his ice block. (laughs) Let me look it up on Instagram right now and see if I can find it again. It was on that. I follow this site called like Facts and it's probably Facts and Science. Facts and Science. Oh, it wasn't on that one. It must have been somewhere else. I'll see (laughs) if I can find it again. Yeah, it wasn't on facts and science, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where it wasn't. <laughs> okay, well, that is really cool. And I hope that that's true. And I hope that that comes, that dude comes alive again. Yeah. Because that would be I, dope. Yeah, I know. Pretty cool stuff, guys. Um, Do you want to start by telling your stories? Yeah, I was going to say, should we get into the actual pod? Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. So. You tell me stories first. You got it, Jobin. (laughs) What'd you call me? Jobin. Who's Jobin? (laughs) From (laughs) I love you, man. (laughs) Oh, That's amazing. I, I love that, that movie, movie like way too much. <laughs> I love that how movie. old it is. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it not that long ago. Did you really? Yeah. You should know then. I should know, but my brain doesn't work sometimes. And I've got pregnancy brain. <laughs> pregnancy brain. It's real life. Yeah. Okay. So my first story comes from Sansuyo. And it's titled, My First Experience with the Shadow Man. Okay. Shadow men scare me. Yeah, same. And I don't feel better about it after reading this. <laughs> so, no. sorry about it. I get scared. Okay, so uh, they say, when I was young, probably 10 years old, I was home alone for the first time. My parents had a board meeting and my brother had practice, so they let me stay home for two hours. It was starting to get dark out when they left. I was laying on the couch watching TV. My trusty cat, Bones, was laying at my feet on the armrest of the couch. As I lay there watching TV, I saw the cat stand up. I looked down to him and saw him, that he was arching his back and puffing up, staring at the stairs. The staircase was one of those kinds that go up a flight, turn, go up to the second floor. So there was a wall that separates the two flights of stairs. I looked up and saw a person standing there half visible, 
the other half of them obscured by the wall. I looked back at the cat and he was back to laying there on the armrest. Young me, thinking someone broke in, grabbed a baseball bat and searched the house. Having found no one in the house and all the windows secure, I went to my room and sat in my bed. As I sat there processing what happened, a voice softly whispered my name from behind me. I leaped up, ran out of the house to sit on the porch till my parents got home. I never spoke a word of what I saw to anyone until four years ago. I casually told this story to my brother and sister. A little sis gasped and said she once saw the same thing when she was a teen. I have no idea of the house history, but we did live across the street from the cemetery. Oh, okay. First of all, can we just say that this is the way that they spent the first night staying home alone? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Would you ever, like, ever request to stay home alone again? I'd be like, no. Bloody Mary's trying to get me. (laughs) Dude, I'm still scared of Bloody Mary and I'm an old person. Exactly. Like, uh, you want me to do that in a bathroom? Are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, I won't even look at the mirror when I go pee at night. I'll literally run with my head down. I'm going to run into a door at some point. (laughs) In the middle of the night, I I literally don't look. I have lots of mirrors in my bathroom and in my bedroom. And I just like head down. Don't look at anything. And I say, not today, Satan. In your head or out loud? Yeah, I probably mumble it. (laughs) I know. I was just like. I mean, I just find that so interesting and like, what a terrible experience, obviously. Like you think it's like maybe nothing. You think it's something you do your due diligence of checking your house. You go in your own room and something whispers in your ear. They really fuck stuff up by playing those games. Yeah. Like if you can play with a board and open the gates of hell and make the board out of anything then why can't you do that and open the gates of hell? Yeah, exactly. Some dangerous shit people do not try at home. Unless you (laughs) want to be fucked up. Do not recommend. You want to ruin your life? I know, right? Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. The shadow man. And then my next story kind of goes along the theme with the cat. Oh, kitty cat. Meow. And slightly reminds me of your story you told on our podcast about your cat when you were a kid. Oh, Emma, that was messed up. That was some evil shit. So this... That was like episode 10? I don't remember. It was in that timeline. Yeah. This is by Anonymous, but um, it's called The Cat When It's Not The Cat. Uh, What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it says, this has been ongoing. We have a young kitty that is still quite active in the night, either sleeping in between us or explores the dark house periodically and later returns, sometimes for several cycles of this. We also have baseboard night lights, which are motion activated and being a restless sleeper, I'm usually aware of them when the cat wanders off down the hall. It's when I know and hear our cat piddling around somewhere in the kitchen, in parentheses, where we store the snacks, <laughs> the sudden phantom paws begin to press down and on the sheet 
and walk over the bedding to assume it's spot for the night. But every time I reach for our cat, there's nothing there. Eventually, sometime later, I feel and see our regular furry family member jump onto the bed and which begins the usual attack at my toes game, like normal. What is both unnerving and comforting at the same time is that we had a very special tabby for the 18 years who crossed over a few years ago. For a few weeks after his passing, I would hear his little plastic cat flap built into the master bed bathroom door for the litter box squeak a little. But those strange sensations on the bed covers have been consistently felt since then. Just now, more often with our recent new feline addition, that is, until the other night. Having heard the kitty committing active mayhem somewhere in the dark house, I made the familiar endearment calls to get her to knock it off and come and settle down for the night. Instantly, there was a disembodied voice, seemingly mm. female, inside the bedroom, which seemed to mimic what I had just vocalized. Oh, no. The cat, meanwhile, didn't return to our bedroom until over an hour later. It's moments like this when I am terrified and comforted in my sleepless state while contemplating if I should investigate this suspected paranormal activity further. Trouble is, I don't know what's behind the door, or rather, if I find several doors, I don't know which one to open first. That's, I got goosebumps. Imagine just hearing a woman's voice. Well, it just makes it seem to me like, um, you know, those like demon-like animal, I don't know how to really describe them, but like if you've ever seen them like pictured or figured in any way, they yes. can be animal-like, but they can also like, they can. That's kind of um, like Chupacabra. Yeah. They can like mimic other things. That's what a skinwalker is. And that's kind of like, although I feel like skinwalkers are generally like more human size yeah it's interesting to me that there was like both a human aspect to this as well as an animal aspect to this and that like their own cat although it's young and kittens are you know kittens in a lot of ways it's interesting to me that like all of these things are happening simultaneously like the cat's out like doing god knows what in their house in like the darkness where like you have a phantom cat potentially or demony thing and then a quote woman's voice whispering at the same like time as all of this or it could be that another theory would be if there was a already a ghost in their house a woman and then their tabby cat ghost and then she like adopted the tabby cat and it was like, and then the tabby cat got jealous of their new cat and started coming around. And then the lady was right. like, come here, kitty. You're my kitty. Come here. And they're and both she was calling, calling their individual cats. Yeah, exactly. We could, that could be too. Very possible. I mean, it's weird though. It's a, it's a good one. That gave me the, when we hear the woman's voice, that gives me chills. Yeah, because it was just because so I would weird. lose my mind. I'd basically pee my pants if that happened to me. Yeah, like going, like feeling, because I've totally felt that. Like when my when my cat passed away, I would totally feel like cat paws. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me this. So, like, I've totally had that same 
feeling like I know what that feels like, you know, like on your bed, but to go and reach for nothing is so creepy and weird, even though, you know, it's probably your cat. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Like, I mean, to go and reach for anything when you think it's there. And then it's not. Yeah. 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 Remember when um, Harley passed away and I was calling for him out of habit and he let, I saw him like round the corner real quick. Yeah. And I was like, why am I calling him? He's passed away. Yeah. I know that some of that was habit. But I swear I saw him for like half a second. I'm sure you did. Half a second I saw him. And then I looked back and of course he's not there. But then I was like, wait, what was I even calling him for? You know? Yeah, habit. Wow. Interesting stuff though. Yeah, it's a good one. Those are good stories, Kelly. Yeah. I love them. My story like freaked me the fuck out actually. I, I got really scared um, this week doing research. Yeah, let's just um, scare the bejesus out of people to round out the whole podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I started having like weird dreams and it kind of, I don't know, but I know you're going to like it because it's about a haunted wine cabinet. Oh my God, this is the best story ever already. Yeah, so it is a haunted wine cabinet. Um, it's actually one of the top 10 most haunted items in history. Yeah, it is. So it's a good one. Um, I actually was built for our podcast. I know it was. Oh my gosh. So like I got my research from the actual eBay post that this comes from. Okay. And, um, I, you know, I got a lot of the stories from that actual, like, cause the owner of the, of the wine cabinet is telling like a lot of these things. And then also from the podcast, um, and this is why we drink M does an episode on it. She had a lot of really interesting facts as well. So, so here we go. We have quite the story ahead of us. Um, wait, I have a question before you start. Yeah. So you said you were having weird dreams. Were they related or do you think correlated to this or like what, what's the dream? I don't, I don't know if it was just like my mindset was because I was doing research on it and stuff. Okay. okay. But, or if like it correlated and have to do with, and I was like inviting it into my life by like reading about it. And I'm like even afraid to say it out loud, kind of. <gasps> I don't Did know. You say I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. So. Okay. Yeah, definitely but, do that. But uh, I'll say it for the podcast sake so everybody can know what the hell I'm talking about. But okay. ready, set, go. All right. So it's the haunted wine cabinet. It's one of the top 10 most haunted items in history. And the owner of the box name is Kevin Manis. And basically he writes this in eBay in an eBay post where he's trying to sell a box where he's like basically begging people to come get this box off his hands. He's like, please, somebody come take this from me. Um, it's called the Dybbuk box, D-I-B-B-U-K, and it's a Hebrew word that actually means malicious spirit that clings on to something instead of passing over. Okay. Um, it actually, this actual item, this box inspired the 2012 film, The Possession, oh. which I've never seen. Have you seen it? 
No. I've never seen it. I'm a, I, I'm like kind of afraid to watch it, but maybe I will. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just watch okay. it during the day. This box is a wine cabinet. It's about mm, a foot and a half tall. And I can post pictures of it on the podcast or on the Instagram too. Yeah. But like it's about a foot and a half tall. It's about a foot wide and it's, it's portable. Like you can pick it up and move it. It's like this medium wood color and it has two doors that open in the front and these drawers. And it's basically like a wine cabinet from the turn of the century. Okay. So this box was brought over by a Polish Holocaust survivor actually. And, um, this lady owned the box and, uh, she passed away when she was 103. Wow. And she was the only surviving member of her family that survived the Holocaust. Wow. So she survives, she survives the Holocaust and, um, actually pre Holocaust, she was in Spain and that's where she purchased the box. So before the Holocaust, she visited Spain because she was from Poland and she acquires the Spanish wine cabinet. She has the wine cabinet in her house. Okay. okay. This is so Kevin, Kevin Manis, um, he's at an estate sale from the lady who passed away who, when she was 103 oh, wow. and he finds the box and he wants to buy it from the granddaughter of the lady who owns the box. And the granddaughter said that her grandma owned the box with a friend named Sophie. So um, her grandmother had passed away, but Sophie, she was still alive. And the granddaughter advised Kevin, do not, under any circumstances, open the doors to the wine cabinet. She's like, you can have it, but do not open those doors. And Kevin's like, well, uh, I kind of want to refurbish it, so... I'm going to have to open the doors. And she got kind of like rude to him and pushy. And she was like, you bought it, you keep it. Like you bought it, you keep it. You need, you take it home, but do just, I'm telling you, don't open those doors. And he's like, well, I, if I bought it, I'd like to use it, please. You know? Yeah. Uh, so she's kind of pushy. She's kind of rude, but maybe she was panicked or maybe she was just desperate to get rid of it. I don't know. Right. Sounds to me like that. That's what it was. Yeah, so I kind of want to pause and give you the history of where this box came from, or like pre-estate sale from this box. Okay. Okay. So Kevin, wanting to know the history of the box that he purchased, he reaches out to Sophie, who was her grandmother's friend who was still alive, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And Sophie explains to Kevin that between World War I and World War II, seances were super popular. And her grandmother and Sophie had decided to use a Ouija board. So oh. speaking of ruining your life. My God. So you have these two teenage girls, you know, pre-World War II, like in the middle of the World Wars, turn of the century, these two teenage girls fucking around with a Ouija board, basically. And um, Sophie believes that they attracted an evil spirit or evil energy like dark shit begins to happen so much bad stuff started to happen that they tried to banish it they're like oh we made a mistake like let's get rid of it right yeah but they're totally inexperienced they don't know how to close it out they know they don't know how to use it properly they're literally just kids messing around right yeah and they try to banish it but instead they end up like provoking this spirit or pissing it off 
more so, like making the situation way worse. So um, the night that they tried to banish it, get this, okay. This is where it gets wild. So these two girls, they somehow get involved with some really dark stuff by accident because they're inexperienced. They decided they changed their mind. They got to get rid of this. So they tried to banish it. Now, the night that they tried to banish it is actually an infamous night in history. It's November 10th, 1938, and it's referred to as the night of broken glass. Um, it is the night that the Nazis ransacked all the Jewish businesses and um, they ransacked and ruined something like 10,000 Jewish businesses that night. Wow. And this all happened like before the Nazis started taking everybody away to concentration camps. So this is like pre pre Holocaust. It's right. like as it started. And this happens to be the very night that they tried to banish the evil spirit fascinating so sophie is telling kevin this and she starts crying and she's like apologizing to kevin saying i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and kevin's like why and she's like honestly i she solely feels responsible for the beginning of the holocaust like she really genuinely believes that them summoning this darkness is and like leashing it out into the world is what caused the Holocaust. What? And her and her grandmother really believed that. So this grandma basically lived her hundred years, like an entire century, believing she's the reason for the Holocaust. Like carrying the weight of that, like, because that's how evil it was. And it that night is like when it started getting really wild. Yeah. So sad. The girls out of desperation tried a second time to banish the spirit and they actually were semi-successful and they were actually able to banish it into the wine cabinet. Like they locked it into the wine cabinet, closing the doors in which they never opened those doors again. That is until Kevin Manis purchased it at an estate sale in 2002. So back to Kevin. So Kevin owns a refurbishing company. They, he refurbishes old furniture. Okay. okay. He, pur- he, he somehow gets talked into buying this box. He thinks he's going to make a gift for his mom of it. Right. So he picks it up, he takes it home and he drops it off at his office where they refurbish things. Right. Yeah. And he goes to run some errands. And while he's out running some errands, he gets a call from his employee and she's like, listen, someone's in the building. And Kevin's like, what? And she's like, I can't see anybody, but all the lights downstairs are being shattered. Like I can hear the light bulbs shattering. Whoa. So Kevin's like, okay, that's weird. So he turns around and he drives back to the office. And by the time he gets back to the office, the employee is so scared. She just takes off running and she's like, no, no more. And she literally leaves her job there. Like she's like, she never comes back. She actually never came back for her job, which I think she's kind of smart. (laughs) Yeah. At this point. Uh, So Kevin like starts to look around and he starts to like go downstairs where she heard it. And he could see like the light bulbs were shattered in their sockets 
and like 10 foot fluorescent tubes are like shattered on the floor whoa but nobody was in the building he was alone so he's like okay that's strange so anyways he takes the box he starts fixing it up for his mom and while so he does open it so he opens the doors before the the bulbs are shattering after the bulbs are shattered oh god yeah so he's like that's strange but he doesn't like make any connection right yeah so he's like well let's get to work and over the next week he's fixing this wine cabinet up for his mom and yep he opens the damn doors and it's one of those cool but creepy pieces of furniture where you open one drawer and like a secret hidden drawer pops out you know oh okay you know, like they used to have creative things that are like really creepy though, like yeah. back in the day. Like you open this drawer and a hidden drawer pops out kind of thing. And in that hidden small drawer, he finds a, a series of items. He finds one U.S. wheat penny from 1929. He finds one U.S. wheat penny from 1925. A lock of blonde hair bound with a string. Huh. A lock of black and brown hair bound with a string a small statue engraved with the hebrew letters he thinks it says shalom which means peace right one dried rose one gold cup and one cast iron candlestick holder with the octopus legs okay so he fixes this box up and he gives it to his mom for her birthday of course the doors have been opened and he gives the box as the gift. And on the same day, she, his mom receives the gift. She has a stroke and passes out. Oh my God. She actually has partial paralysis, losing her ability to speak, but she could still point to letters and like letters on a board, like to an Mm -hmm. alphabet to say Mm -hmm. things. But slowly over time, she gains her ability back to speak. And one of the first things that she's able to say is that was no gift. Hate gift. (laughs) So Kevin's like, okay. So he takes the cabinet away from his mom and he's like, I'll give it to my sister. So he gives the cabinet to his sister as a gift. And a couple days later, his sister's like, uh, I don't want that. Something's wrong with that box. Like you need to take it away. Kevin's like, okay, so he gives it to his brother. Kevin just doesn't want to learn. And his his brother has the box for three days. And then he's like, I don't want this damn thing. Like my wife is saying it smells like lavender, but every time I walk into the room, it smells like this disgusting, pungent cat urine. Ew. So not knowing what to do with the box, he gifts it to his girlfriend, who after two days is like begging him to sell this box. Like, you need to get rid of this thing. It's freaking me out. So Kevin, first attempt, sells the box to a middle-aged couple. But they immediately return it on his doorstep like three days later. And they left it with a note that says, this has bad darkness. Oh God. So Kevin kind of gave up on trying to sell the box. And so he decided to keep it where immediately he begins having night terrors. 
He dreams he's over and over again, like every night. He dreams he's walking with his friends. He's talking with his friends. And he's like looking at them and talking. And it's his friends, people he knows. But then all of a sudden it turns into this demon. They, their faces and their voices turn into this demonic old lady. And no matter what friend it is, it always turns into this same old lady. And in his dreams, this hag or this old lady beats the shit out of him. What? Yeah. But in the morning, in real life, he wakes up to actual real bruises and scratches on his body in real life. Yeah. And I've heard of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So he notices he has these dreams only when the box is with him in his room. So he like moves the box to the guest room. And in the meantime, his sister comes and stays the night and she wakes up the next morning and she's like, yo, I had some messed up dreams of some old lady. (gasps) Turns out it's the same old lady. Right. So Kevin then is like, wait, I think my girlfriend said something like that. So he calls his girlfriend and she's like, yeah, I dreamed of this nasty old lady when I had that box, you, did you, you didn't sell it yet? And he's like, I tried, I tried to sell it. So you've got Kevin, his sister and his girlfriend all having dreams of the same woman. Now, um, let's see here. Kevin then decides to not keep it in the house. So he puts it in the garage. Okay. And the very first night that the box spends in his garage, the smoke alarm goes off. So Kevin is like, runs out to the garage. There's no smoke. It's in the middle of the night. He's exhausted. He's tired. He's overwhelmed. But he can smell this disgusting smell of cat urine like his brother. What? And he's like, oh, great. So he's like, it's not going to go well out here. This alarm won't stop going off. So he brings it back into the house and he like leaves it in the hall because he doesn't want to bring it into his bedroom. But he kind of like gets distracted and falls asleep on the couch. And that's when he's woken up in the middle of the night by someone breathing down his neck and the smell of jasmine. He opens his eyes to see a shadow figure literally like flying down the hall. So now we have a presence that's attached to this thing. Yeah. And Kevin's thinking that the old lady in the dream is the Dybbuk or the spirit that's like attached to it. Because remember, it's a Hebrew word that means an evil spirit that clings to something and won't move on. Okay. That's what he thinks it is. So Kevin wants to get rid of this thing and he's trying to sell it, right? And eventually a student in Missouri buys the box off of eBay. And the student says that the box, he brings the box into his dorm room and the box brings each of his roommates and himself health problems including hair falling out in chunks, light bulbs shattering, insect infestations, and disgusting smells like cat urine. (laughs) What? The students were like, we don't want to have to do with this box. And they think it's a medicine cabinet. So they give it to the school director of medicine, a man named Jason Haxton. Now the students, let's see here. So Jason immediately starts having health issues the second he gets this box, including hives, head-to-toe welts, and coughing up blood. Oh my God. So 
he puts the box in storage. And of course the fire alarms go off while it's in storage. So then he brought the box back home with him where every night he saw shadows surrounding him at night. So he's having a very similar experience that Kevin did. And yeah, and all of other Kevin's other people. Yeah. So this sparks some interest in Jason. And so he decides to start doing some research on the bots where he was able to track it back to the eBay post. So he contacts Kevin and he's like, hey, will you help me figure out the history of this box? So Kevin agrees. And that's where Kevin reaches out to Sophie and learns the history of the Holocaust and everything. Oh, okay. Right. So Kevin passes all this information back to Jason Haxton, who then takes the box to a medium because he's like, now this shit is spiritual. Right. Now we've gone into the paranormal. Like I need to take this box to a medium and figure out what the fuck, right? So he brings it to the medium and the medium places her hand on the box and immediately she feels sharp pain and blood starts dripping down her forehead. Whoa. Yeah, some heavy stuff there. And she says she feels like the pain she's feeling is from the original owner of the box. And I just wonder if that's the hag or if it's the grandmother in the Holocaust or if it was whoever she got it from in Spain. Right. I don't know. So then Jason Haxton takes the box to a group of rabbis and he's like, don't tell me what you do with it. Just get rid of it. I don't want to know what you do with this box, but it's evil. Get rid of it. Right. So the rabbis literally take a note from the Bible and they wrap it in wood and gold to sort of replicate the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. And to protect it. And so, um, kind of like Indiana Jones, yeah, Indiana Jones earlier, this is like a real life true. It's like the Ark of the Covenant coming to life. So they're like, well, if that protected the Ark of the Covenant, do you remember the story of the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, I do. Where you're not allowed, you can't touch it or you die. Yes. They're like, well, if it worked for the Ark of the Covenant, it should work for this damn box. Right. So they basically recreate that. They like make wood and gold and they bury it in a secret hiding place to get rid of this box. They're like, get it out of here. And so somehow I'm not sure how he did, but um, Zach Baggins from ghost adventures acquires this box. I was going to say, I feel like that's how I've heard about it. Yeah. And you can actually go see it in his museum in Las Vegas. So I got an expert or expert, an excerpt (laughs) from the internet. So Zach Baggins now has the box at his haunted museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ghost adventure star and paranormal investigator Zach Baggins acquired the box for his Las Vegas haunted museum. Shortly after its arrival, mysterious protruding holes began to appear in the walls around the artifact as if something was trying to break out from within the exhibit. Oh my God. Since it's been on display, Baggins, the museum staff, and visitors have experienced black shadows, fainting, feelings of sickness, anger, anxiety, and more. One of those visitors being Post Malone. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. So after Posty visited the box, they, he was told, do not touch it, and he <sighs> touched it. So even though he was advised not to. And immediately he had a series of unfortunate events, including a plane crash where the wheels of his plane blew out. And then a week later, he survives a car crash 
where his Rolls Royce collided with a Kia in Hollywood. And then immediately his former house being broken into all this just happening, like bam, 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 right after he touched the box post Malone, believing that he was cursed from that day. Yeah. And if you watch videos from like that night of the car crash, there's like, you know, TMZ's hopping on it and stuff. Yeah. He's like, God must hate me. Like he says that into the camera. And I was just like watching. Yeah. Post is like, he really believes that it was him. Like he's got a blessed life. He goes to this haunted museum in Las Vegas. He touches the box or he messes with it in ways he's advised not to. And then immediately he's, he is in a plane crash, a car crash and his house being robbed. And Zach also was like ill. I mean, like, right. Cause he, they put it in like a case, right? Like a museum case. So it's like in plastic, you know, like some sort of like thick plastic or. Yeah. It's in a museum case. So how did Post touch it? I don't know. I want to watch the actual episode because there's an episode and he, it, he does this on camera. Oh shit. Yeah. And you can watch the episode when he's in there and like see him do it. Yeah. And I think and, someone else did too, like Nicki Minaj or someone. What? Yeah. And, and the same thing happened. I want to say it was Nicki Minaj. I should have dug more and got her story, but yeah. But is, so I, cause I've heard all of these things about the Dubbuck, um, uh, box and stuff like that before yeah. between, you know, ghost adventures and things like that. But, um, the museum is like, fine. Zach's fine. Like everybody's fine now. Yeah. I mean, everybody seems to be fine. Although they, they see black shadows, fainting, feeling sickness, anger, anxiety, and more according to the article. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Zach Baggins is wild. <laughs> I like, just don't know why he like puts himself in that position. I, I mean, he must have a lot of, I think like a lot of people on his team, like got divorced and stuff. Cause it really messes with you. There was Which is why his camera guys, when I, I used to watch that show like back in the day and one of his camera guys ended up um, quitting the show because his wife left him. Yeah, because of everything like that he like brought back to their house, like all this. Yeah, bad. Yeah, I believe it, and like that's one reason why I won't get too involved in it because I don't want our podcast to like ruin our lives. Oh my god, no! But it's right? like it would be interesting to go to a museum like that, but just going into a place with energy that has a bunch of a bunch of haunted shit. I know like I actually had a chance to go last time I was in Vegas and I wasn't like when it came down to it I was kind of a pussy about it I would be yeah yeah and like oh we were in Corona Del Mar and there is um Mel I was with Mel our friend Mel and um she's actually was on the podcast about a year ago and um I didn't know that Five Crowns or the side door, that one British pub that we have in Corona yeah. is haunted. Oh, I didn't know it was haunted. Yeah, it's totally haunted. And um, they have like, I want to go there and like do an episode on it. But they have like lots of stories. And Mel was like, I, this is just kind of like playing along the lines of when it comes down to it, I'm a total wuss. Yeah. Like I like to talk about it all day, but then you put me in a situation and I pee my pants. So like, 
um, I get there for dinner and Mel's like, oh, the waitress is telling me all these stories about how this place is haunted. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So then like, of course, being pregnant, I have to pee every 10 seconds. And yeah. then I'm with Mel and Mel's like, oh, let's go to the bathroom. And so I'm like, okay. She's like, oh, the one downstairs is um, busy. Let's go to the one upstairs. And I'm like, okay, following her blindly, like a lamb to the slaughter. And she leads me direct. And then we get there in the bathroom and she's like, oh, this is the haunted bathroom the waitress was telling me about. And I was Shut like, up. what? And she was like, yeah, this is the haunted bathroom. And I was like, no, 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 no. You can't leave me alone. I was like, you have to stay very close to me. I'm like holding her hand while I'm peeing through the stall. Yes. And I'm like, no, you, I will not go in that stall with the creepy picture. You go in the stall with the creepy picture. And Mel's like handling it. Like a, she's like, okay, I'll go. It's just a picture. And I'm like, no, it's not just a picture. No, that lady not. was creeping me the fuck out. Like the lady in the picture was really giving me looks. Oh, <laughs> I, I had no was idea. Like, I was like, get me out. As soon as I figured out it was haunted, I was like, I can't be here. <laughs> One of my friends lives over there and I'll have to see that she, I mean, she likes side door and she goes to side door often. And so I'll have to talk to her and see if she's ever heard any of those stories or if she's been in the bathroom. It's the bathroom upstairs. And like, when you go upstairs, you can tell it's an old brothel house. Oh, I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. Like that place has seen some shit. Yeah. It's been around and it's in, you know, fancy Corona Del Mar or whatever, but it used to be a brothel house back in the day and it's supposedly haunted. And Mel just led me straight to the, I was like happy until she's like, this is the haunted bathroom. And then I was like, excuse me. She's like, bird, I thought you would like it. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) oh my God, that's so funny. I mean, yeah, maybe we should look up and see if there's any research or like any stories about five crowns. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because five crowns is adorable, but now I think it's haunted. So (laughs) it's like basically in our hood. Like I, I mean, I didn't grow up in Newport, but like I lived there in you know, the vicinity for a really long time. So, you know, always interesting to talk about hometown places that have stories. Yep. 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 So, so that's my story about haunted wine cabinets. Lord, you never know what you're going to get from an estate sale. Laugh is like a box of chocolates. (laughs) (laughs) You never know what you're going to get. And so are hauntings. (laughs) And so are hauntings. Hauntings are like a box of chocolates. (laughs) That should be like our new tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. So funny. That's amazing. Well, that was really good. I loved your, the background of that story. I know that poor lady thinking she was the, like, honey, you're not the reason for the holocaust. There's so many factors, (laughs) like so many other factors. Mm -hmm. Maybe if she you know, birthed Hitler and then like really, you know, raised him to be the demonic man he was encouraged his dictatorship, you know, like then then maybe we have some problems, but yeah, but wild. Yeah. (laughs) So there's our story folks. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, our SoundCloud. Instagram. Yep. 
our Instagram is Bitches Bewitched, and so is our uh, Facebook. Oh, and send us stories. Yeah, please send us stories. Give them, give them our email, bird. Your bewitched stories at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you so that we can tell more of these stories. And we will probably, what, do you want to do another episode like later this month or you want to do like the beginning of January? We're like off schedule now. <laughs> I know. Thanks to my Mexico trip. We're all off schedule. Plus well, the holidays. Just, yes. The holiday, yeah, let's aim to do another episode this month. Okay. But but we won't be mean to ourselves about it. You guys will hear from us within the month or so. And thank you for listening again. And we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. We love you. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.